I've noticed two extremes uh, when it comes to passionate work, living out your mission, having fun with it. Uh, On one extreme, you've got people that, frankly, probably don't listen to this podcast. They're people that are going to just say, you know what? Work is hard. It's supposed to be that way. You just got to suffer. Kind of gruff. Um, They wouldn't think about going after their mission as the overflow of who they are. They wouldn't necessarily think about building a community they enjoy. Instead, kind of martyrs for the cause. Uh, They wear their stripes that, yeah, life's hard. I suffer. It's the way it is. Um, I've known those people. I've met those people. It's like, sign me up for whatever will make me most miserable because that's the kind of job I should have. That's the way I should go about my life. And, um, yeah, that sucks. And there's got to be a better way. On the other extreme, there's definitely this idea out there that says, hey, if you find your passion, you'll just be swept away. I mean, you'll wake up in the morning and you'll never lack for motivation. And that's just not true. Growth actually comes because you continually lean into the pain. You get aware of something to let go of. You continually lean lean into it. You find new inspirations. You get into a place that you're grooving. And then there's something else to let go of. So, yeah, you're not continually swept away. But I do want to close down this series we've been in for this year on the podcast. It's the parentheses and the numbered episodes. And so this year it's going to, it's been, it will have been a 48 episode trek on living out a clear mission and building a healthy community. Um, and as we close down this section on building a healthy community, we're going to do the next few episodes on what it means to enjoy the playground. Like you go after this mission and you start building this community. Well, it would suck to build this and not enjoy it. I mean, if it's truly the overflow of who you are, there's going to be joy connected to it. And so what I want to do is break down for you what it means to be in the grind, the hustle of it, and enjoy it. Because if we're honest, there are going to be moments where we um, don't necessarily feel that same gusto or we wonder if we're going to be able to stay with it. I'm really inspired by my wife as I was getting ready for this podcast. I was thinking about uh, one of the situations that we face in our home. My oldest has severe anaphylactic food allergies. And so that means we spend a ton of money on groceries. We eat at home literally like or, or they eat at home like 20 meals a week. So we usually eat out one meal a week as a family. There's only two restaurants we can even go to. Um, and uh, it's just crazy serious. You know, you got to carry the EpiPen and the whole thing. And and people, you know, think they, they understand. But unless you, you live with it, you just don't. I mean, it you revolve your life around it. And, um, and we don't resent that. We love her. It's changed our life in so many positive ways. But I was doing some math on this and, you know, I was thinking, okay, if she's 14, a little over 14, when she started eating solid meals, um, and if you just did the math times, uh, you know, three, three meals a day for the last 13 or so years, um, the math on this, this is crazy. My wife has fixed 14,235 meals for her. What? Now, yeah, I've I fixed some dinners, so you could take off some of those, but come on, it's paltry in comparison. Um, 
you know, yeah, I fixed some Saturday breakfasts and stuff, but it's safe to say there's been 12,000 meals fixed. What? Well, it's not one of those things where you wake up and you're like, I don't want to do this. It's got to be done. Um, and I think what a lot of us have failed to do is find the way that we make meaning in such a way, uh, I said the way twice, <laughs> that we, we haven't found a path to make meaning so that when we, we, we wake up, it's like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do today. This is what I get to do, but this is what I got to do. It's both. See, if you're like me, I, I wonder sometimes if I can keep this going. Little fears pop up. Can I fix 14,000 meals with Sight Shift? I mean, I've been doing it for eight years, two full-time, but what's it look like for me to look out over the long term? See, I don't want to burn out. I don't want to miss being present with my friends and my wife and my kids. I wonder if you feel these same desires. Let's just stir these desires up a little bit, okay? What do you not want to have happen? I don't want to become a caricature of myself, speaking words I don't feel. In my field or industry, it seems like that can happen. I don't want to build a company that makes a long run and doesn't know when they've lost their ability to nail the high notes, you know, when some singers aren't honest with their voices changed. Instead, now let's talk about what I want. And I want you to think about how what I'm going to walk through here may stir up what you want. I want to be 75 leading site shift events for leaders in cabins where I can trail run until I die. That sounds amazing. (laughs) I want to build a company to accomplish our vision rather than just building something that gets propped up past its time. I want to go after this vision that I have for Sight Shift for 40 years. I've already put a few in with all I've got. And then I want to shut it down because no peak lasts forever. I want my kids free to take their path. And if they do similar work, then they can remake it with their own passion, not skimming the surface of my passion. Yeah, this is what I want. And I could talk about, you know, I think about my relationship with my kids and my wife and my friends and work. What do I want? It's zeroed in. And, and as I've zeroed that in, I've studied the pivots and trajectories of others everywhere I could. And so I look at my life, what I want and what I don't want. And I want you to think about what you want and what you don't want. And, and I look at the lives of others and I've studied them like crazy, all of the pivots, the trajectories, okay? And here's what I've learned. If you want to do this for the long haul, you've got to stay inspired to keep growing. That's it. As I look around, as I study myself, as I study others, I think about what I don't want and what I want. If I'm going to enjoy the playground, then I've got to recognize this fact that every day who I am as a person is expanding or contracting. My capacity for solving problems is developing or dying. My threshold for pain is deepening or diminishing. So it really comes down to this idea, how do you stay inspired to keep growing? And that's what we kicked off with here. You enjoy the playground. See, paying attention to this one indicator is like a guiding north star. When this non-negotiable is present, there will still be hard work, but you can complete much of that hard work from one state of being, joy. I don't think I've ever told you about the time that I got to meet Zig Ziglar. 
I watched him speak at a conference with joy and energized thousands. But before he spoke, I was introduced to him that morning in his hotel lobby. Even in his late 70s, he was going over his notes like he'd never given that talk before, and he had a ginormous smile on his face. Are you enjoying the playground? See, the foundation of framing your life and work like a playground, even in the midst of hardship, is a learnable skill. You can develop this skill the rest of your life. If you remember the movie Life is Beautiful, uh, and if you haven't seen that, you've got to watch it. The dad made a game out of the concentration camp, and he'd lift his shirt up and go, belly button. (laughs) Hey, this isn't about denying reality. It's about showing up engaged to every moment. It's a concept we've talked about before. When you show up to every moment and you say, this might be one of those times when life is popping with joy, like when you were a kid and you didn't know if you should swing or jump on the jungle gym. And the secret that keeps me enjoying the playground is self-discovery. We've opened this podcast, you know, over a hundred and something episodes ago with a deep dive on self-discovery. That's what the first 12 episodes are dedicated to. We're going back to last year with that. And look, self-discovery for some, it might make them feel awkward. And awkward isn't bad, or always bad, I should say. Feeling awkward might mean something needs to be unlearned. Self-discovery isn't self-obsession. Self-discovery is endlessly entertaining. And it's also what makes me a better person. See, I learn where to focus so I can be effective. I learn to pay attention to my emotional state and not be dominated by it but instead be energized by it. I learned to move in and out of different roles with fluidity so I can better learn, love, and serve those around me. I learned where I get in my own way and how to stop self-sabotaging behavior. I learned where to let go of the illusion of control and where to apply energy so I can make significant change happen. I learned to relax, to be free, and relate in higher levels of joy. I stay three-dimensional as a person even four, maybe 11, because you can't plumb the depths of who I am because I haven't plumbed those depths. I've learned to chill out about what doesn't matter. I learned to stay safe as a leader as I play along the way because it's not just about the goal but the process. Look, play makes you safe. Dangerous leaders can't play because they're always performing. Self-discovery is an endless playground. You can enjoy learning about who you really are. That's why I put this quote in chapter 7 of my book, Figure That Shift Out. It's from Louis C.K., a comedian. He says this, I'm bored is a useless thing to say. You live in a great, big, vast world that you've seen none percent of. Even the inside of your own mind is endless. It goes on forever. Inwardly, do you understand? The fact that you're alive is amazing. So you don't get to be bored. So this month or these next few episodes, we're going to break down what it means to enjoy the playground of life, work, yes, work, and even relationships, because we're all expanding or contracting. So here's to you expanding and your heart growing giant like a stadium as you learn who you are and you learn to pay attention to what Uh, is going on inside of you. And for those of you listening in on this podcast and um, you're not going through one of our follow-up coaching programs, you've just been, uh, yeah, here and soaking this in, you're wondering, 
how you could learn more about self-discovery, well, listen, we have the deepest, most transformative coaching program I know of for learning who you are and then how to continually discover that to stay motivated and energized. So it's our 12-week coaching, and we're putting together the names for that uh, for 2017. And if you want to be in uh, for 2017 for our 12-week coaching, um, let me know. Right. And uh, you could go to chrismcallister.com and drop me a note. That's one of each letter in the last name, M-C-A-L-I-S-T-E-R.com, Chris McAllister. Um, and if you are currently being coached by me and listening to this and you know somebody that you want to go through it or who needs to go through it, uh, shoot me an email. Let me know so we can start getting those names together. Listen, so glad you're here. Uh, thanks for all that you do that helps me uh, help others. It spreads the word. So continue to help me help you, right? (laughs) Thanks for being here. Peace.